0: Good morning, guys. Um, Yeah, I think your summary of it is pretty much what we've kind of discovered overnight. I think um, it it came in apparently through the participation agreement that the team signed to participate, but it was buried. And uh, we certainly went across it. New Zealand Rugby, I don't think, was across it. And um, the players haven't been consulted or involved in the decision from our perspective anyway. So we're just trying to unpack it a bit and we'll work through uh, with World Rugby and try and address it. But it's sort of... um, you know, I, I don't really understand the basis for it because even you know, listening to your introduction, if if we've got a problem with it, then put the problem on the table and see what other options there are to solve it. Because, you yeah, know, by and large, I think it adds a nice flavour to the to the game to see people and, and the players in particular, you know, writing small messages that mean something to them um, that aren't offensive in any way, shape or form. It that it sort of it shows a little bit of character. It shows a bit of, you know, it obviously means something to them. And it just adds to the whole context of of the game. Um, We don't have any issues if there's politically inappropriate or stuff being written that is is not right. Then we just need to address that, I would have thought.
1: So, Rob, I mean, where you stand is obviously, um, you know, as a a conduit between international rugby and the players. At what point does something like this become a bit rock hard place for you?
0: Well, no, it's so just um, a quick update actually. We've um, we've just done a new four year memorandum of understanding with World Rugby after working on it for a long time and that's created a platform for us to shift the International Roman Players Association up to Dublin. We've now put it in the CEO and a management team and so whilst I still sit on the board, um, we've kind of evolved that organization to to a real position of substance now alongside World Rugby and in partnership with them and and, and much broader representative base across the countries. I think we're up to eighteen odd countries. So we spent a lot of time growing that for the game, and and it's up and running, and and it's in there, and we've got a new CEO, and 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 he's um he used to run Rugby Players Island, but he will be he's dialoguing with World Rugby on this right now, from a New Zealand perspective, which is where I'm right. coming from. Yeah. We're just trying to find some answers to start with, establish some facts, and then we'll take it from there. But um it, it is a little bit ridiculous, to be fair. I, I just think, you know, at the end of the day. All the players know you can't go writing offensive things on your body anywhere and run out on the rugby field. And if you know if this is what's happening, then we just need to be know about that and address it. And it's a pretty short, sharp conversation with the players that are doing it, and they'll stop. I can tell you that much.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you um, know, Josh, ninety-nine point
0: nine percent of the players are, are writing cool things, and it's yeah. just absolutely fine, personal Rob, to them.
1: Rob, Rob, Josh Cronfield probably started this way back when with the, with the Greenpeace logo on the helmet, which, which as I pointed out on the show beforehand could probably be quite inflammatory against France, considering what New Zealand's had, but obviously that was his beliefs. Just recently, though, do you think that perhaps, like, remember Kane Haynes wrote his Standing Rock uh, thing there on his wrist, yeah. which a lot of people wrote around the world. It wasn't like it was just a Kane running out here and kneeling during an anthem or something. So, so he got out there yeah. and, and, and did that. Um, do you think, is it something like that recently that's, that might have tweaked them their way, no, or do you I, suspect they want um, to put advertising on there?
0: No, it's not advertising. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, you're going to get moments like that. In fact, one we did a few years ago that we engineered and was really effective was a hashtag Samoa United. And when the Samoan team played England, it took it two years ago. They all wore um, wristbands. And in fact, what happened was the All Blacks and Wallabies and English and a lot of the other players around the world all wore wristbands for that particular weekend. And what it was to say is and, and it led to um the first agreement between the Samoan players and the governing body, the Samoan rugby union. And it was a stance saying, enough, enough, you actually need to engage with us and work with us and have a partnership with us and, and it was really effective. Um and it was it was completely appropriate and it was a, it was good to see the expression of interest in the players standing strong on something. I don't think anyone was offended by, you know, white well the blue tape with the with the white through the middle. Um we had an incident a few years ago actually <laughs> that was inappropriate and was addressed when uh, Bakis both had received a suspension under the judicial the foul play regulations and the South Africans chose to um, you know, to, to wear basically a tape around their heads and and tape on their bodies and, and um, a message around Bakis. And, and ultimately that was addressed and, and I think all the parties agreed at the end of the day there was a better way for them to take their case to World Rugby around how they perceived Bakis to have been treated as opposed to using the game as a platform to, to have their argument, but you know, it led to an, an okay outcome. So, I, I suppose where we sit with it is, you know, if the if the actually understand what the issue is and then look at what the options are to address it, without just a sort of a blanket ban that seems to make it easier for some people, but sterilizes the game and and sort of takes takes something away from the players who give a give a lot to make the Sevens World Series what it is. Um, takes away something that's actually quite important.
1: Rob Nicol from the Rugby Players Association here in New Zealand with us on your Radio Sport Breakfast. So will this rule apply right across the board, not just sevens but for fifteens and for super rugby and everything else?
0: I don't know. I really don't know. Like literally it has just come in, it's 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 caught, caught us all unawares. You know, I was messaging New Zealand rugby yesterday and they didn't know about it. Okay. Um, so, you know, like we're just like, whoa, where does this come from? Um, and I think listening to that statement that you got from World Rugby is probably the most clarity yeah. um, we've had on it. And, it. and I think you mentioned the link to the Olympics, and it could well be that because it is the kind of thing that, um, you know, that, that's what happens to sports that participate in the Olympics. You find quite often things just pop up and you're like, where did that come from? And you find out that it's suddenly an Olympic requirement. And, you know, a lot of the sports Sort of pretty much at the Olympics, they jump, they jump, and they don't actually think why they're jumping. Hey Rob, and do I the players kind of what's happened here?
1: Do the players generally feel like they are allowed to express themselves freely when they play sport?
0: Oh yeah, on the field in a playing sense, absolutely. Well, depending on the coach and the team patterns and all that sort of thing. I think we, I think what you mean is. Um, you know, if they suddenly felt passionate about a cause, yes. uh, you know, an environmental cause, could they walk out there with a flag and things like that? Um, no, they don't and and neither should they be. Uh, at the end of the day, you, you've got to be respectful of the environment that you're a part of. That The athletes are actually at this high performance level they are effectively in a work environment. So it's no different than you showing up to work and deciding to make a personal statement around the issue that's important to you. In some instances, your employer could be really understanding and say, actually, we respect that and we're okay with that. In other instances, they'll say, I'm sorry, guys, that's completely inappropriate. You can't be doing that. And it's no different. It's exactly the same. And obviously, the platform that um, high-performance sports provides with the broadcast and all that sort of thing, I guess uh, um, the implications or the, the complications that result are just that much more Uh, because the reach is so big but uh, I think at the end of the day it's it's about a relationship between those putting on the fixtures the the employer or the union or the team that you play for and the athletes and common sense would dictate that if you feel strongly about something you want to use the platform to express it then you would talk to them beforehand and say hey listen what about this and just to put it in context it happens all the time if someone of substance passes away we use that platform to express the loss and to recognise the loss and show support to the family, you know, the numerous times sporting events has used a platform for unity, uh, to to put forward really strong points that society is getting them behind and wants to support. You know, you've recently seen the the um, marriage equality situation in Australia, and you saw a large number of sporting organisations choose to come out and use their sporting platform to support that, which is almost unheard of. Ironically, the Australian Olympic Committee used it to to go against it bizarrely. So, you know, it, it's just, it, it just it's just about communication. It's about a process and about a bit of common sense and, I don't know, sometimes when you're dealing with stuff, common sense is not that common.
1: Just quickly, Rob, do the players push back on this or do they cop it on the chin and accept this decision?
0: Um, no, we're trying to understand it first and then we'll make a call on how, you know, whether we push back on it or how we push back on it but I just, um, you know, off the cuff at the moment, based on what we know, we just don't think it's 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 right um and yeah we'll we'll look to dialogue with World Rugby and whoever else to see what we can do about it.
1: Hey thanks Rob keep in touch. Right. Okay, cheers. Rob Nickel chief executive of the Rugby Players Association here in New Zealand Radio Sport. Radio